Daddy D. If it ain't going down at the Bunny Ranch, it ain't going down at all. It's going down, going down at the Bunny Ranch. Hello, hello, and welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Bunny Ranch Podcast. My name is Alice Little, and I am a legal sex worker at the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, located in Carson City, Nevada. This week, I have one of my fellow bunnies with me. She is wonderful, amazing. We have been blessed with her presence at the ranch for several months now. Please help me welcome Alex Moore. Hi, I'm Alex Moore, everyone. So nice to see you and and, uh, for you guys to hear us. Yes. And for those who are listening in over podcast, we do have a YouTube channel as well where you are able to kind of see and participate in some of the action there. Right. Oh, my gosh. So how has your week been? It's been really good. Yeah, I had, uh, you know, a few repeat uh, gentlemen come in and visit me. So it's always nice to build relationships. Mm. And I have gone to my um, new place here in Reno. So yes, I'm officially full time here. You just moved to the area like, yes. what, a few I, weeks ago? Yeah, so I signed my lease last Monday. Ah, it's Super exciting. excited. So I'm excited to be here full time, kind of like, you know, dedicate the next few years, I think, to the Bunny Ranch. Oh, that is amazing. A change for and, me. And talking of relationship building, I really feel like those of us that are local and stand by in the local area here really have the opportunity to embrace people in that unique way because we're able to build those long-term connections, not just once or twice, but months or years even. Right. It's right. it's really fun, so it's really good to know that you're going to be here so folks looking for that kind of connection can really find somebody who can bring that to the table. Yeah, I'm excited. So <laughs> what else moved with you? Any cats, dogs? Yeah, so I have a 16-year-old Pekingese poodle. Oh, my He's God, stop. 15 pounds. Oh, my God. And I've had him since I was very young. And then I have an 11-year-old Jack Russell Terrier. She's, oh. I know it's bad to pick favorites, but she's my favorite. It's okay. It's okay. We yeah. all have them. Yeah. I raised her from puppyhood, and the other one is more of a family dog. And gotcha. so I feel like she's like my love. I'm I can very loyal. I can appreciate that. Yes. I've got three Chihuahuas at home, and my my first child, Emmy, is definitely my hold me, hold me, cuddle me. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the favorite. Love me. Exactly. That's how he was. Yeah, it's, it's so super cute, cute, though. It's like it's fine. Their little dogs are just the cutest things on yeah, the planet. Yeah, I love them to pieces. I'm definitely excited to have them here with me. Yes, that makes it really, really nice. This way, you're able to really connect with them too. Mm-hmm. You figure when you're traveling back and forth. As many of the girls do, what people don't realize is the fact that the girls are traveling for quite a ways. And imagine leaving your home for a couple of weeks and what you would feel like not getting to see your cats and dogs. Exactly, exactly. It's nice. Uh, Gosh, so I'm so glad that you are a local. That is fantastic. Yeah. So, like, what are your long term goals? Well, my long-term goal is to finish designing my house. So I got most of it done in L.A. when I lived there. And now that I'm moving, I can kind of like, you know, just spruce the place up, get some new plants. I'm super excited to have my house filled with new plants. I'm such a crazy plant lady. Um, I felt like a (laughs) thumb of death. So like, I'm just going to give all my house plants to you and be like, here, save them. I used to be that way. Actually, I was so bad that I killed an aloe vera, which is very difficult to do. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It just, you kind of got to get plants that are very hardy and that are low maintenance, like a succulent. 
Succulents yeah, are amazing. It's true. Unless you beautiful. overwater them and then they mold and then they right. die. Yes. Yeah, so you have to water them only, you know, once every two weeks. Yeah. I, I learned easy. that. I, the I hard that. way, right? I learned that now. <laughs> now I know that. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm really excited to go on my first out date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that should be someone made a deposit. I'm really excited to um, meet with him in November. Ooh. We're going to be going to Lake Tahoe. Oh, so, that's lovely. Yeah. And for those that don't know, the Bunny Ranch is about a 40 minute drive from the most beautiful place on earth, Lake Tahoe. It's incredible. During the summer, there's just so many different activities. There's a beach to enjoy. And during the winter, skiing, snowboarding. Yes, which oh. I've never done. Oh my God. Wait, what? I've never skied or snowboarded. You so. have never. Okay. I'm really excited to go. This is going to be That's like gonna be I've, everything. I'm, I'm so also, excited. Yeah, I've also never been to Lake Tahoe. Oh so gosh, yeah. It's going to be a day of many firsts. That's going to be amazing. Definitely, date, yeah. Definitely lean into it. Enjoy. Bundle up. It can get chilly, especially once the sun sets. Yeah, I'm going to have to. So I was living in L.A. for the last three years. So I don't really have any warm clothes. Uh-oh. Because We're going to so have to get you like a LA. winter wardrobe Yes. Here. So I'm excited. That's another thing I'm looking forward to is going shopping for winter, cute winter clothes. You oh, know? and like, there's so many out here, too. Like yeah. options. Plenty, right. plenty of options. I'm super excited. So what were you doing out when you were living in L.A.? So when I was in L.A., I was um, performing in adult films. Yes! Um, yeah, I did that for about three years. If uh, anybody still wants to shoot with me, they're more than welcome to like schedule that in my schedule, but right now I'm focusing more on the Bunny Ranch. Mm. Um, but shooting in porn was definitely like one of the most fun decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, I, you know, got to make a lot of great fans and shoot a lot of great movies and, you know, have a lot of fun with my coworkers. You know, because it's like, you're building a much more fun relationship than you would at like an, a desk job. You it's know, you get really to like, true. <laughs> it, again, it's a different type of intimacy than at the ranch. Like, could you maybe speak to some of the differences between the two worlds for those that are curious? Yeah. So it's really interesting. I feel like what's one reason why I think I'm starting to want to focus on the bunny ranch more is because I can build relationships and intimacy more, not even just inside my bed at the bunny ranch, but outside, you know, mm. like texting, calling, having a drink, going on out dates, things like that. So you're building like a more intimate relationship with your clients. Whereas in porn, you can build a friendship with your coworker, but you know, you're going to work, you're doing the scene where you are intimate during that mm -hmm. scene and then you leave. Yep, so it it's is like a brief. Very constricted. Yes. It's very just moment in time. Whereas this is the potentiality to really blossom and grow, which is awesome. Right. Exactly. So, and my background in social work, really, I'm a, I'm a people person and I love yes. making people happy and I want to be able to help them in whatever form that I can. And I feel like when you're a sex worker, there is a lot of ways that you help you know, the people that come it's and true. see you. It's um, true. And people underestimate that, you know, um, they underestimate, you know, you're helping them through maybe some sexual things or some emotional things while you're spending time with them. And while you're being intimate with them, you're helping them with, you know, intimacy in, in itself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's a journey of self-discovery of both the self and also a journey of discovery for the sex worker too. Exactly. I know. I feel like I've learned so much through getting to connect with my guests and just different life lessons, stories that they've shared. Like, does anything stick out in your mind that you've learned from this job? Oh man. You know, I've really... That's a really good question. I've really learned to open myself up a 
little bit more to people, I think, because like, you know, I was already very open minded, but to learn to be to build intimacy with someone that you have just met is a really, really, really fun new skill that I that I'm learning. And it feels really good to learn it. Like I, you know what I mean? I really, really want to blossom in that. And I really want other people to really realize that I, I'm taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so like for, for again, those listening, they're like, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Like I could probably use some advice on how to go out and connect with a girl during a first date. Is that something that you're willing to do with your guests is kind of teach and pass those skills on to them? Oh my God, that's a great idea. Yes. I've done it a few times already, I feel like in, in some instances, and I would love to do that more. I think that, you know, I love uh, communication during parties. I ask mm. a million one questions yes. if they're comfortable. Open-ended conversations yes. within the intimate space is in valuable right. how else are you supposed to find out what somebody likes i i mean you you can play like the guessing game or you could just use your words though right i mean yes and that lends to my personal life so in my personal life i'm polyamorous and polyamory yes. is huge when it comes to communication so mm-hmm. that in my personal life and then communication when it comes to social work it's like has lended to sex work it's so no, beautifully it, it's kind of like all of those things kind of came together and brought you to kind of an idealistic career in a way. Yes, exactly. It's cool. It's it's so interesting too. I mean, what were your sex experiences like outside of the porn world? Like, were you very adventurous before entering porn or did that kind of first expose you to a lot of those experiences? So I actually, for the first few years of being sexually active, was um, pretty tame, um, and I slowly explored with my partners that I had, mm. I had some long-term partners and so I felt very safe exploring with them. Yes. And that was really nice because I got to, you know, do some more wild things that like, I think in a safe way rather than with someone I didn't know well. And so now I'm able to do that safely with people that I don't know well, because I learned how to, how to do it safely with people that I knew. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. It's about establishing trust and gaining experience. It's like all things. For example, if you go scuba diving for the first time, you're bringing an experienced diver with you that's going to help you with your oxygen regulation. Even though you've never done it before, you've never had that experience, you have somebody kind of guiding and mentoring you through it. Just Just like skydiving, which I would never personally do but I'll go scuba diving first though we'll stick to that that metaphor there yeah so I feel like I got a lot of guidance and mentorship in my sexuality through my partners when I was younger and then through the you know the porn industry as well I got to learn a lot about my sexuality through there um and so I feel like because I was able to be safely mentored in my sexual experience and exploration I can safely mentor other people in their sexual experience and, and exploration and it's again it's about imparting knowledge sharing it with other people and then enabling them to take that and use it in a way that's beneficial to the rest of their lives and relationships too. Because I feel like so many of the skills that are learned intimately kind of cross over to just everyday life. That's so true. Like how how to have a conversation with somebody, Mm -hmm. how to get friendly and comfortable with somebody you've never met before. Like those are valuable life skills in general. Totally. It helps with your work. It helps with your personal life. Mm -hmm. It helps with everything. 
How did you get involved in social work anyway? So actually, it's runs in my family. My mom is a social worker. She has been doing that for a very long time. And I graduated high school when I was 17 and knew that I wanted to help people, but I didn't Mm. know how. Um, So I took an aptitude test um, at my community college, and they suggested social work as a career for me. And I was like, oh, my God, there's an actual career. Because this is like just before my mom started in that program. So, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we kind of discovered the program at the same time. Nice. So I went to uh, my community college and got my uh, liberal arts associates and my social work associates. And then has I have worked on my bachelor's in social work. Um, I haven't yet completed that, but I do want to eventually you know, can complete that. You have but plenty I was of able, time, plenty of time. Yeah. But I was able to do a lot of hands-on social work jobs in the meantime, because I oh, did have gosh. the associate's degree. So, you know, I've worked with many different populations. I've worked with people with disabilities. I've worked with people with mental illness. Mm. I've worked with the elderly and every single population that I worked with were, I found something incredible in each one. Yes. And I feel like that really lends to also being able to help and deal with a lot of populations in sex work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like, it really speaks to this larger social issue we have in terms of throwaway culture in that we look at people and we devalue them based right. off of these ridiculous attributes like, oh, that person's autistic or this person's over the age of 50. And when you remove all that stigma and preconceived bias around what those people should be, mm-hmm. you actually get to see them for who they are. And right. it's such treasure to get to experience that. Right. It so totally that must have been so, so rewarding it for you. It was very rewarding. And it's definitely something, you know, that I, I want to continue with social work later on in my life. But now I want to do it in the sex work arena. Because yes. I feel like sex workers don't have enough resources. Preach. Or, you, you know, sex positive therapists. Here for this sermon. Here a for lot, this sermon. Yeah, a lot of, um, I don't know if people know this, but a lot of social workers, um, psychiatrists, things like that, they actually pathologize a lot of people that are in sex work thinking that it's a pathology rather than oh, a, a God, wonderful yes. career choice. It's terrifying when they view sex work as being symptomatic of something. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> that's that's cute. But um, let's start the conversation again without stigma now. Right, exactly. So I want to be able to, you know, use my experience as a sex worker and my experience as a social worker to be able to be someone that can be, you know, beneficial to other people's lives without that stigma getting in the way. Yes, it's very much so about transversing these boundaries and making things accessible. And not only that, but empowering people to use their voice because let's be realistic. Previously in the history of sex work, our voices have been continuously discounted and ignored. Yes, and that leads into my next also career goal after that is, mm-hmm. or in conjunction, I'm not sure yet, is I want to go to law school. Yes. Because I yes. want to help, you know, girls that are in legal trouble or, or men, um, but like sex workers that are in legal trouble, um, I want to be able to, without, you know, additionally pathologizing them and, and adding stigma, and I want to be able to try to change the game in the United States. You know, Nevada is a forefront for what we should be doing throughout the rest of the country. Oh, without a doubt. It's been like the great American social experiment since 1970s. It's been legal here and clearly it's working. So it's beyond me that since 1970, really? Another state hasn't done this yet? Right. What? We've got to step up our game, USA. Exactly. There are tons of other countries and places that have really, you know, 
stepped up in terms of, you know, le- the legalization and the way things work. Like in New Zealand, for example, they yes. have a great system going on. So oh my God, I love to do the, that in the United States. I love States. the New Zealand model. Oh my goodness. Yes. So what's interesting is that it sounds like you and I are kind of for the same thing, which is both decriminalization and legalization kind of packaged together so that not only is there this removal of limitations, but then there's also this establishment of this is how we do this safely, sanely, in a way that works and is beneficial to everyone involved. Exactly. Like, let's be honest, having STD and STI protocols within this industry is in everyone's best interest. Exactly. And that's something that's true in the porn world too, that there's certain like testing requirements Mm -hmm. like what does it look like in that space so in uh, the porn world you are tested every two weeks you Mm. cannot work unless you have a clear test um we get tested for nearly everything oh yes Um, and uh everyone needs to see each other's tests and usually most companies will have you look at their tests as a printout or on the website itself and then you sign off on that oh that's incredible have paper you know proof that you did have visual um look at their um, tests so you know that you are informed. That is an amazing system. Like within our space, how it works is that in order for our cards to remain active, we have to receive that testing and we're not allowed to be on the floor, which is kind of the same visual guarantee. If the lady is in this space, then you know that the state has cleared all of her paperwork and she is good to go. Exactly. It's just... It's about those simple little things that really are beneficial for everyone. And when you think about it, testing in general is just so undervalued in this country. I was just about to say that. I feel like if sex work was more legalized in the rest of the United States and if the stigma was reduced... I think that it would lend to the rest of the population learning more about SDI and STD testing, which in turn would reduce levels. You know what I mean? Like there would be so much positive you know, reactions to this. Yeah, it's throughout an the United opportunity States. for education at a grand scale, which let's all be grateful for the fact that, you know, we do have HIV medication that allows people with that condition to live successfully, but what do we do the next time something happens? Right. We as a country need to get over this weird fear and stigma we have about any sex conversations and simply be willing to open it up right. and have those talks in a public forum without shame right. being associated with right. it. And reducing stigma around sex workers will in turn help sex workers be more of an educator and more of a positive you know, relationship with other people in the country. And mm-hmm. I think that, so that's in general what we need to work towards. And Absolutely. I think that we can be very valuable. And I think people undervalue sex workers. Oh and yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me. You say we have to work towards that, but almost in a way I feel like we have to go back to that mm-hmm. because if you look at history and sex work throughout ancient times, that is where we were, where sex workers worked in these temples. They were educators. Oftentimes, young boys were paired with sex workers to learn those types of things about themselves. Right. And we have historical documentation of all of this. Like, there's literally, like, sex worker graffiti in Pompeii. Like, it's <laughs> the best. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I want to go so <laughs> bad and, like, actually, like, take a selfie with it. Yeah. No joke. That would be a really cool girls trip of, like, a sex worker girls trip to, like, go look at different areas of the world. Uh, where, yes. You I've... know, there are proof of amazing sex sex work times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. Um, In Japan, 
Japan, I learned that there was a shrine that's dedicated to sex workers. And so I'm trying to arrange for a translator to go with me when I travel back there again next year and kind of get to have that experience and learn more about the space there. Because like you said, this isn't something that's just happening here. It exists all over the world. It's just here in the States. It's kind of a little bit localized. Right. I feel like it's part of the human condition. It is. Absolutely. So even though sex work is so international, I really do feel like we have something special happening here in Nevada. Just within the space that we have here at the Bunny Ranch, I feel like there's so many funny experiences and things that happen that just are really memorable and unique. Like, have you had any of those experiences yet? Yeah, I've had a ton of amazing experiences so far, and I've only been here for four months. Um, But I plan on having many more. But one that comes to mind is... You know, there are people that have a variety of different things that they like to do, right? So, like, you never run out of variety. No, options upon options. Yes. So, one of the options that we do have the Bunny Ranch is to have a hot tub party. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, the great thing about the location of the Bunny Ranch is that you can see all the stars. It's true. The back area there, it's private, secluded. No one from the outside is able to look in, so it's kind of our own secret sex garden in a way. Right, and you can totally be nude in the hot tub. Yes. So I've had a few amazing hot tub parties. Um, One recently uh, was with someone who's on the message board, so he's a really great guy, and I look forward to seeing him again in October. But... um, you know, we had a wonderful time in the hot tub. We repartied many, many times. And, you know, he uh, he and I just sat nude, you know, had some drinks, looked under the, or was under the stars. We got to have some intimate kissing. Mm. It was very, very wonderful. So I think people underestimate, you know, that you can actually have a very intimate, fun time in a hot tub. It's true. And yeah. for those who are like, nah, that sounds stereotypical. No, like, have you ever actually gone out in a hot tub with a beautiful woman, a bottle of champagne, played some like light love music and just looked at the stars and just appreciated that space that you're in and allow time to slow down. Right. Like if you haven't done it, don't knock it. Like yeah. please. It is such a beautiful intimate experience right. really is the only word that's applicable here is it's just it's so real and honest getting to share something like just just the night sky with someone. Right. And it's kind of like magic. Yeah. Talk about anything under the stars and, you know, Mm -hmm. really get to know each other and to be warm and cozy and have just, I think like people forget how much like just being nude next to someone and touching each other's bodies together is like very, very good for you. Like emotionally, um, for in any way, it's, it's It's very, very good. We, need touch and we are a touch starved society. There was recently a statistic that came out showing that elderly individuals were scheduling repetitive doctor's appointments, simply seeking touch and care. Yeah. It goes to show it's not just for small children, which as we know, children will literally fail to thrive without being cuddled and cared and caressed that I believe that, all levels of humanity require touch right. to a certain degree. And I, I honestly feel like if more people paid attention to their touch needs, they would be so much healthier overall. Right. It's great for mental health. It's it's great for a, a ton of things. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I really enjoyed about the hot tub parties that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's just so many different ways to connect out here. We've got a beautiful heated saltwater pool with an attached 
jacuzzi tub. We've got the standalone jacuzzi, which is so nice. And of course, there's always the option of traveling out and about the local area, Tahoe, Reno, even up to Virginia City. Local hot springs. Yes, the local hot springs are nice too. Again, secluded private space where you can just be warm, cuddly, intimate. Right. And it's just, it's again, it's about being able to share yourself in such a genuine capacity that just... It feels so nice. It does. It makes me, you know, you're in a warm and fuzzy space, but it also makes you internally feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it does. It, it's like drinking a warm cup of soup on a winter's day where yes. it just, it feels good from the outside in and the inside right. out. A lot of people have described coming to the ranch as almost being rejuvenating for their spirit, yes. their soul, their yes. psyche. And they walk out of there with their shoulders back and head held high. Right. And- That's my favorite kind of party is when we both leave with a smile on our face. Yes. That is my absolute number one thing. I want to be able to, you know, really make sure that they are leaving genuinely, you know, pleased, know. Yes, satisfied, pleased. Yes, relaxed. That's the perfect word for it. Pleased. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> of course, there's always the ability to keep in touch between appointments over right. text messages or email, mm-hmm. the message board mm-hmm. system, which for those listening, we do have an online forum too. It's funnyranch.com backslash forum, I believe. Backslash forum? Is it funny ranch backslash forum? Funny ranch backslash forum. Yeah. I know our website. <laughs> I was like, Freeze panic moment there. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to help you out there. <laughs> See, there you go. You've only been here Teamwork. for a month. And holy crap, I'm coming up on four years, dude. Wow. Oh my God. That's amazing. My bunniversary. That's so cool. I feel like we should have like a little bunniversary thing that like pops up on the website. It's my bunniversary. That's a great idea. We should. It would be so cute. Like yeah. birthdays, bunniversaries. And I feel like a lot of guests end up celebrating the first time they come out to the ranch right. too as kind of an anniversary, yes. like a celebration for themselves really yeah like other than our birthdays when else do we really take time to appreciate me the individual or you the individual like that's true we don't and I feel like coming here is an opportunity to have a celebration of of you it is a celebration of both of you together yeah it's it's amazing three of you or the four of you yes three four more both of us like please yes Mm. just saying And that's true, too. We do have lots of opportunities to connect in so many different ways. We're able to bring ladies over from other branches into the party. We are all one same umbrella company, which is beautiful because, again, it's kind of like this roulette wheel of endless possibilities, connections. and It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. So for those that want to connect with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So I do have an email here at the Bunny Ranch. It is alexmore at bunnyranch.com. And more is spelled with one O as in you want more of me. Yes. And I do have a Twitter. If you want to follow me there, you're more than welcome. It is Alex underscore more underscore triple X. That is uh, a remnant of my porn um, Twitter. So Nothing you're find wrong some with crazy that. Things it's, there. A facet, it's a <laughs> facet of who you are. It is. It is. And it's a very fun one. Um, <laughs> so you I, guys can definitely peruse and enjoy. Yeah. I also have an Instagram and that is more Alex more three. So, yeah, I would I really look forward to hearing from any of you and, uh, you know, interacting with you, you know, via social media or email. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make an appointment, you're more than welcome to get my phone number and we can text that way. So it just depends on what feels most comfortable. And obviously in person is the best. So if you want to come to the ranch and, you know, p- pick me out of a lineup or, you know, ask, request me, that is something that I'm more than happy to do. 
Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Bunny Ranch Podcast. My name is Alice Little, and if you're interested in spending time with me, you can reach me at alicelittle at bunnyranch.com. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, please give it a little five-star rating, subscribe so you get the next episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. It's going down, going down at the Bunny Ranch.